0: Now for the second half of stanza 10. Recall the theme for all of 10 is submission to God's discipline places us in his hands to experience his faithfulness. The first part of stanza 10 included thoughts such as this one. Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding so that I may learn your commandments. You have challenged me in your faithfulness. God allowed the psalmist to endure hardship that he might learn more fully the value of godly obedience. Now verses 77 through 80 read this way. Show me mercy so that I may keep living, for I am fond of your law. May the presumptuous crossing boundaries be put to shame, for they wrong me without cause. But I will ponder over your orders. Let those who revere you return to me, those who know your reminders. May my heart be blameless in following your instructions, so that I may not be put to shame. Verse 77 Show me mercy, so that I may keep living, for I am fond of your law. Choose life and good. The psalmist no doubt recognized human imperfection, and the need for God's mercy in the maintaining of our relationship with Him. He sought this mercy on the basis of his genuine fondness for God and His law. He knew it means life to be pleasing God. For Christians, eternal life is dependent upon it, and being alive spiritually depends likewise on our friendship with God and His Son. Such thoughts may remind us, of Moses' exhortation to Israel as regards their keeping of the Mosaic Law at Deuteronomy thirty fifteen to 16 See, I do put before you today life and good and death and bad. If you listen to the commandments of Jehovah your God that I am commanding you today by loving Jehovah your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rulings, then you will live and multiply. And Jehovah, your God, will bless you in the land you're going to possess. For Christians, God's approval and upright standing comes by thankful trust or faith in God and his mercy through the ransom provision of Christ, as ones likewise seek obedience to him and his Son. So verse 77 again was, Show me mercy, so that I may keep living, for I am fond of your law. Now verse 78. May the presumptuous crossing boundaries be put to shame, for they wrong me without cause. But I will ponder over your orders. Repentance vital. On the other hand, are the presumptuous, ignoring God's upright standards to achieve their selfish aims they are not automatically covered by Christ's ransom. Yes, God does not desire anyone to perish, but desires all to attain to repentance. Reference 2 Peter 3.9 Repentance involves a fitting degree of sorrow over past sins, with a turning around to godly obedience. Such repentance is necessary to receiving God's mercy based on the ransom provision. Jehoshaphat, or Jesus himself, concurs, concluding his Sermon on the Mount with an illustration showing the foolishness of not heeding his teachings with the resulting collapse of one's figurative house. Matthew seven twenty four to 27 The presumptuous fail to welcome Christ's genuine brothers. Instead, they're causing them loss. Unless they repent, they will suffer the consequences he described at Matthew twenty five forty one 41-46. The psalmist maintained his determination to keep God's orders despite such false opposition. So once again, verse 78 reads, May the presumptuous crossing boundaries be put to shame, for they wrong me without cause, but I will ponder over your orders. Now verse 79. Let those who revere you return to me, those who know your reminders. Loyal to the God of Love. While those truly revering God usually understand that hardships can afflict upright ones, sometimes they can be affected by fear of man, as Jesus' apostles fled upon his arrest. They might hold back from showing favor until persecution or opposition lessens. Like Jehoshua, or Jesus, how vital that we maintain our hope in God first when faced with pressures, trusting Him with our reputation and relationships. The psalmist requested that the favor of God-revering ones return to him, despite whatever trials he had to face. In harmony with the greatest commandments of the law, let us remember the love of God first in life, Loving him in part by keeping his law. Making true unity possible. And then loving our neighbor as ourselves. Reference Matthew 22, 36-40. If we are truly loving our neighbor, we will be helping them, or him or her, to love God first. To loyally maintain their integrity to him. So again, verse 79 says, Let those who revere you return to me those who know your reminders. And now to conclude stanza 10, verse 80. This says, May my heart be blameless in following your instructions, so that I may not be put to shame. Remain steadfast. The psalmist requests a heart of integrity, able to follow even the detailed guidance from God. Such obedience contributes greatly to our happiness. As the very first verse of Psalm 119 bears out, Happy are those who are blameless in their way, who walk in the law of Jehovah. Regarding the following of God's instructions, verses 5 to 6 says, If only I could remain steadfast so as to observe your instructions, then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commandments. As we continue having faith in God and His spiritual provisions, seeking divine obedience, we can be happy to find ourselves in compliance with God's standards more and more, having no reason for shame. As David wrote in Psalm 19, verses 12-13, to Who can discern mistakes? Pronounce me innocent from sins I am unaware of, and hold your servant back from presumptuous acts. Do not let them dominate me. Then I will be complete and innocent of blatant sins. Thus may we lovingly aim for similar divine obedience with faith in God's merciful provision of Christ's ransom and with hope in the priceless reward God extends by His love. So once again, verse 80 says, May my heart be blameless in following your instructions, so that I may not be put to shame. This concludes the tenth stanza of our coverage.